It all started in 1986 in Lansing, Michigan. Hey people, hi this is Jag and welcome to another podcast episode of Koshan Scoop where you Koshan and we scoop. Before I start the podcast, I want to thank Bhavav and Pragya for allowing me to host this podcast episode. So thank you so much. If you are an entrepreneur or at the beginning of building something from scratch and bonus if you are a lady this episode is definitely for you make sure you listen all the way through now it's time to welcome the guest today's guest is a mother having entrepreneurial skill future pilot b2b saas marketer startup growth advisor speaker having more than 65000 followers on linkedin and owner of two companies from selling vegan cookies as a single mother at the farmer market demo lady at the grocery store to building a marketing agency into monster through unending amount of greed and hustle so please help me in welcoming one of the most passionate and fascinating human beings i have ever known personally the ceo of xlet co-founder of women's entrepreneurship week and the mother of three children the woman known as the boss lady jackie hamas thank you so much jackie for coming on the show today yeah thank you for having me and reaching out i'm really excited to be here yeah same excited let's begin with this that entrepreneurship pretty hot topic going by you never looked at consultation as a business um right so how did you manage the plagiarism shift which led to selling your first company to sweet monkey only to bring in shape excelity by the profit margin of the prior venture and how has excelity embarked itself in the field among its competitors yeah so the transition from owning a cookie company to owning excelity was interesting i did the cookie thing for I want to say two and a half years. I've honestly kind of blocked that part of my life out because it was really hard. I had a baby at home and was just like selling cookies on the weekends and um, standing in grocery stores handing out samples. And it was like the food business. I have so much respect for anyone that is able to really build a company in that because it was very difficult. But I was able to. save the money from that company to kind of fund the beginning of what is now Excelity. Um so we work with business to business software companies. Sometimes they're just getting started so they haven't even uh launched their product yet and we're working with them to launch all the way up to those that are fundraising and in growth mode. So it's a really fun place to be because we get to work with companies that are a little bit smaller but they're growing fast so we get to work with them at a very quick pace to help grow their company while growing our company so it's a pretty cool place to be definitely awesome and uh, you are a hard working lady and hard work always pays off so taking into account being handling a vegan cookies and uh, establishing a venture out of a freelance idea what's your take on solopreneurship because uh, myself going through the same footprints establishing things based on my own skill in which i am a 100% owner and it's bit frustrating sometimes to handle and manage every staff and at places uh, working as a team distribution of task so what's the lesson you want to share also considering the book uh, you recommended sprint 
that talks on the same topic. Mm-hmm. Solopreneurship, uh, you know, I think that when you start a company, I, I always say starting a company based on your own skills is a difficult place to be, right? Because if you want to scale it or grow it, then you either have to find people that have those skills or you have to teach people those skills. And not everyone either has the ability or wants to do that. I know wildly successful solopreneurs that haven't grown a team. And the cool thing about being a solopreneur is that you have insane flexibility, right? So when you find that success, you can travel, you can work from anywhere. Um, You just have a little bit more flexibility than those who especially build and build a team that's in an office with a physical location, which is what we have. Um, But it's been interesting with coronavirus, we haven't been in the office at all. So I'm kind of like, hmm, maybe I'll go somewhere for a month. My kids are schooling virtually and You know, it's just, I can see the benefit of solopreneurship and the flexibility that you have. Um, And the book Sprint is just like my favorite thing on the planet. Um, Actually, funny story, the, Mm the, the owner or not the owner, the, the author of Sprint um, is Mm -hmm. now a friend of mine because he, it's so crazy. It's, it, I fangirled him on Twitter that he was moving to Milwaukee because his wife was going to get um, her, I think, master's degree in Milwaukee and is still working on it. And I hit him up on Twitter and said, hey, I loved your book so much. I'd love to get coffee. And he responded and said, yes. And I was like, what? I was, I had no clue that he would say yes to something like that. And now we've become friends. We actually are going out to dinner tonight all together. So it's just really cool, you know, and it's really weird how stuff like that can happen on social media. Um, But the book Sprint is, it's kind of like a Bible of how to test and measure new ideas in five days, because it's really hard to scope out a new idea. Um, and then figure out whether your audience really wants it or whether people will really buy it. So using that process has been insanely helpful to grow my business. That's pretty cool. And yeah, social media is uh, amazing uh, when it comes to connecting people. So considering you co-founded of WWMKE, that is Women's Entrepreneurship Week, how that you handle its work life, the relationship and the task mapping that has to be performed at a different proportion as your main work become? Yeah, it's interesting running the two businesses together, that's for sure. And in Excelity, I have owned it for seven years. I've never taken any investment. Um, I don't have a board. I don't really, and I'm the sole owner. So I kind of get to, I have like a really awesome team that's working with me. And honestly, they mostly run the business, but I'm the sole owner versus um, WWMK Women's Entrepreneurship Week. I have other, other contributors. So I'm one of three founders. And that balance has been really interesting. Just trying to figure out like, you know, what the best way is to approach working with other people. Um, Do you have, are you, so you mentioned that you're a solopreneur, but it seems like you have a team. Do you have co-founders? Yeah, um, I'm the founder of uh, Need Blog. It's Kinda changed the face of education through the principles of entrepreneurship. And regarding Coaching Scoop, 
Bhavav Singh is the founder and must say the team is amazing. I'm just a small part of it and I'm genuinely very happy to be part of such enthusiastic, happy and supportive people. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Well, I mean, you are you seem pretty young, so good place to start. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much. And considering some events in WWMK are community sponsored, what importance do you place funding in a particular organization? How does networking comes to play in all of this, which as some of your lessons reflect? Yeah, networking. I mean, that's how I started all every business that I've been a part of is just networking and getting myself out there. Milwaukee is a smaller city where if you show up consistently, people will get to know you. And I think that I've gained the trust of the people that helped fund the beginning of my business just by showing up, being consistent, going to talk to them every time and being kind of aggressive with like pursuing certain relationships. Um, I remember when I started this company, I looked at this community of you know, younger business people, maybe the like 20 to 40 group that were, they were all friends and they were all working together. And I was like, how do I get to be part of that? Or how did that even come to be? And it seems really intimidating, but if you just consistently show up and you continue to do the work, um, start doing things like speaking and organizing events, then you can be, you know, part of really any community that you want to be. You just have to set a goal and go pursue it. So my business now, we serve, um, you know, all over the United States, but at the beginning, only local clients and, you know, it was all from networking and getting to know people. So I would say it's very important. Now, the interesting question is, how do you feel uh, LinkedIn should be used as our team and most of our viewers have just popped out of the teen cycle? So how can we utilize this base as content creators? Yeah. Um, LinkedIn is an interesting place. I think there's more content creators on there now, but it, and it's becoming a little bit more like, I don't want to say like other platforms, but it's becoming a little bit more personal, right? Where you get to go and tell your stories and really like get to know people. I've met some really cool people on LinkedIn where before I just kind of thought it was a stuffy business platform. And now I'm just going there and telling whatever stories I want. So I'm addressing the racial inequity and everything that's finally coming to the surface in the United States doing that on LinkedIn. I'm talking about my personal life. I'm talking about what it's like to work from home with kids. And I'm talking about business. And so I'm kind of approaching it like a lot of other platforms where I'm sharing more uh, you know, sharing more information about my entire life instead of just business. And it's, it's generated us a lot of, a lot of leads and a lot of new companies from LinkedIn. And why did you switch to entrepreneurship? Um, and the nostalgia thing is, have you remembered your first dollar or cents? How did you handle the yes, no, you performed at various levels. And if you want to share some memories, please, the mic is yours. Yeah. How did I get started? Um, that's an interesting question because I was not, I didn't like grow up thinking that I would own my own company whatsoever. I, I was working in corporate. So I was working at um, General Electric, Electric GE, which is a huge company, right? Um, and I, I loved it. Like I thought I was really good at corporate life and I really 
I could see myself climbing the ladder and being an executive at a large company like that. Um, and actually, it was my my now ex-husband, my kid's dad, who we are still still very friendly and we still talk about business and all that good stuff. He um, is the one that suggested to me that I become an entrepreneur. And it was kind of like it was always his dream. And he was always listening to, you know, like audiobooks about it. And he was listening to podcasts and he was always reading about it. And I was like, what? what in the world are you listening to? And so he got me interested and he helped me start my first company. Um, we started the cookie company together and he helped support me while I was growing Excelity. And then after that, he quit his full-time job and started his own business. So we kind of like helped each other out in that way. But I really, I didn't have any idea that I ever wanted to be an entrepreneur until, you know, until that point. Um, I mean, the first money that I made was on sites like Upwork and similar sites. I mean, I was like thrilled to get a, a few hundred dollars for hours and hours of work at the beginning just because someone was paying me for my own skills. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, of course, getting paid for own skill is amazing. And what's your views on being transparent in business world? how to maintain professionalism and authenticity at the same time you dropped multiple personal videos take, talking about your perspective so how were you able to cope them up with professional viewpoint yeah it's interesting at the beginning i i really separated business and personal life and i did not think that the two had a place with each other so in my business life, I didn't really, you know, I wasn't super transparent with anything else. Um, but the more, I guess, the more years I've spent in business, the more confident I've become in sharing the the whole story, you know, like now, I mean, you follow me on Instagram, I post uh, about politics, I talk about human rights and civil rights. And really, I put all my opinions out there. And so does the rest of my team. And if people don't want to work with us because of that, Oh, well, you know, I, I'm okay with that. I think that if if you show your whole self, be it your family and your your personal life and your work life and the transparency around how things are going in business too, right? So like we we lost we lost mm. a good amount of business when coronavirus started here in the United States, probably about 40% of our business. We had to furlough our team. Um, we, I mean, it was a really rough time and I was pretty transparent about it. And if people don't want to work with us because I'm being honest then oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. And I respect that. So moving ahead to the next question, it's not, she is a female CEO. It's just, she is a CEO. Absolutely love that Instagram post and would not want to drag female thing here. But just because I'm a female too, I can relate to you at whole different level. So would definitely like to know about your struggle that to taking care of your children's in initial days of entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. People love to separate out like, oh, she's a woman CEO or she's a female CEO. Um, and I can see why, because there aren't as many and because women haven't had these opportunities for as long. And in a lot of places in the world, women still don't have opportunities like, you know, the opportunities that I have now. So I, on one hand, I understand the distinction, but on the other hand, I feel like it devalues 
us women that are out there as owners of companies just working our our butts off you know it's mm. yeah so it, it, I don't know I can kind of really see see both sides um, and I think that in my life in regards to your second question I've really structured my life to be pretty even as far as childcare goes like uh, I'm now engaged to be married next year Congratulations, Jackie, on that. Yeah. And- um, my ex-husband, the parent of two of my babies, um, you know, he really, he was always very 50-50. It wasn't like, you know, like the woman's job was at home and he was out working. It was like we were both working and we were both taking care of the kids. And that's exactly how my life is with um, my fiance as well. Uh, anytime anyone in my family says, oh, you're so lucky that you have you know, a partner who will do so much around the house and he cooks and he cleans and whatever. I'm like, is that lucky or is that just fair and what we as women should expect so that we can go out and pursue our own dreams too? And if if your dream is to stay at home with the kids or homeschool or whatever that may be, that's amazing. Honestly, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know that I could do that. Respect for the women that are but I think that women should be able to pursue whatever they want to do and not be fit into this little this little box, right? Yeah, absolutely. Getting out of comfort zone and doing shit out of the box is amazing. So what's your experience uh, at your first flight? That too with your dad, who is a flight instructor. And how do you aim at becoming one? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I grew up with, my dad was in the army for a while um, and he, he was a pilot and he was an air traffic controller as well, which is just a really a difficult job, right? Um, it's very stressful. Um, and I, I didn't know, I didn't always know that I wanted to get my pilot's license. It was kind of like a a really far away long-term vision that I didn't think was going to come to fruition so soon. But my dad mentioned to me, he actually moved to Florida. So he moved across the country from me um, like two years ago and he goes back and forth. And he mentioned that he was not going to be a flight instructor anymore. And I really wanted to get started with him just because I respect him a lot. And I know that he's really excellent at what he does. So yeah. We went out. I was so nervous, so, so, so nervous. And I thought that really our first few flights, he said he was going to take me on three flights to start out my pilot's license. And I figured he would be doing most of the work and I'd be watching. And that was not the case at all. Like I was in the plane flying it right away. And it was kind of terrifying, but I I always am really nervous going to the airport. I'm nervous flying, but it's like exhilarating. And then I feel amazing afterwards. So it's just kind of like, and I feel like that about so many different things, right? Like public speaking or all of the things that I've ever been scared of. That's kind of the process and it gets easier and easier over time. So I've actually paused on my pilot's license for now, just because of COVID and everything that's going on and the kids are at home and all that good stuff but I'll finish it finish it in 2021 and I'm really excited about that all the best Jackie for that and how do you deal with losses and failures and the hardest lesson you want to share um how to deal with law I mean gosh I feel like I'm learning lessons all the time right like uh there have been 
10, 15 times where I thought I wasn't going to be able to make payroll, where I had to scrape together money from my own bank account to pay my people, to um, losing customers where it was unexpected, um, to trying to sell new customers where I really thought they were going to say yes, and then they ultimately say no. Uh, the, the process of entrepreneurship and building a company is a world full of the highest highs and the lowest lows and biggest losses. I I have become mentally tougher over time, but God, at the beginning, every single loss would take me out for a few days where I would just be really upset and wondering, like, do I still want to do this? Is this, you know, is this for me? Um, mm-hmm. Now they roll off my shoulders a lot better, but that's just because I've taken so many hits over the last, you know, 10 years. <laughs> And in the beginning, everything like super hard, but while doing the things in the, in the making of it or in the, the process become very easier day by day. Exactly true. That's a great summary. Yeah. And now interesting part, we're going to play a rapid fire round where you have to answer my question in just one word. Okay. So, okay. (laughs) Are you ready? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So the first question is, it's, my absolute favorite uh, are you happy yes mm-hmm. great to hear that from you and to explain yourself in one word Ooh, motivated yeah, absolutely and third do you want to visit india yes i'd love to <laughs> ah then definitely we'll be happy to help you out here or the host or guide you here and next one is, uh, who's your favorite child? <laughs> Every parent has one, but I'm not going to answer this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just kidding. And uh, who's the naughtiest one? Uh, Ari, my son. <laughs> and what's your favorite cartoon show you enjoy watching with your kids? Ooh, The Simpsons. And the last question. What is the impact you want to have on the world? Um, my big, when I look at, well, I haven't remade my vision board in a long time, but when I look at like the first vision board I ever made, uh, my big goal was and still is to start a foundation. So uh, basically like a fund of money that can be used to help change the foster care system in Milwaukee. Um, my daughter, I adopted from foster care when she was eight and, um, Ryan's daughter, actually my soon to be daughter, when we get married next year, she was also adopted from foster care as a baby. And so we have that in common. And I just really got to see how the system works. Um, and I see lots of areas where I think it can be improved for the health and like welfare of children. So that's my dream is to uh, work my butt off here, you know, in my for-profit company and make enough money that I can fund some of my passion projects in the future. Oh, um, that's pretty cool and amazing at the same time and huge respect for you with this uh, Jackie so yeah that's the end thank you so much for coming to this podcast Jackie yes thank you so much for having me honestly I appreciate you reaching out and uh, asking what asking for what you want is what's going to get you everywhere so I think it's really cool that you know you reach out and you were able to talk 
It is absolutely insane the sheer volume of stuff that she puts on LinkedIn and what I love about her is she is trying to share her thought is pure authentic. If this kind of thing doesn't inspire you to look inward and to really take control of your own story to realize that you can sculpt yourself into anything you want that is this woman's story. This is Jack signing off. Until then, be amazing and don't forget to visit our website, koshinscoop.com.